Yo people, welcome to Conversations with Kenji. I'm Kenji Gori, professional footballer, mindset coach and founder of On The Ball. This podcast provides a platform for those in the football world to share their stories, perspectives and life on and off the pitch. Yo brothers and welcome back to Conversations with Kenji. Today we are joined with my brother Junior Stanislas. I connected with Junior over the lockdown period and something that I love about him is that he's got a massive heart, man. Like, so I know that he's going to lay that on us today. Welcome to the show, brother. God willing, bro. God willing. That's <laughs> a big, that's a big build up, man. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> nah, I love it, bro. Like even, even just connecting with you, man, your heart's massive. Like you can just tell like, bro, your story must be, is going to be so inspiring. So I'm looking forward to this one, bro. God willing, brother. Where did it all start for you, man? Let's go straight into it. Give us a little snapshot of your career so far. <laughs> Boy, I was at West Ham from under 10s, started mm. at 10 and I went all the way through till 21, 21 is when I left. So I made my debut there when I was 19, um, played in three seasons there, not three, four seasons. Like when I made my debut, I think I played in like the last nine or 10 games. And then from then, like the next season and the next season, but loved every minute of it there. Um, obviously, academy is kind of like academy of football is like a famous sort of academy a lot of players mm. come through there so the upbringing was good enjoyed every minute of that um and then yeah a few different managers and I thought at this time now this is the thing yeah when we think now we're just discussing age and that like I was 21 when I left there and I I seem I saw myself as like 26 Ooh. 27 I thought old so I thought I need to be playing week in week out now yeah. so I need to leave I need to get out of here um because to be fair I started and when I had made my debut for Zola I played pretty much week in week out and then obviously I got used to playing week in week out and then changing managers etc um all of a sudden I was playing but then I was on the bench and then I was playing and on the bench and I was like, nah, I need to play week in, week out. But looking back, I was a baby. But in my own mind, I thought I was I was grown. Um, so I went moved to Burnley for three years um, with Eddie Howe. Um, he moved after 18 months, done three years there. And then he brought me to Bournemouth, man. So yeah, a lot of a lot of highs, a lot of lows, but still going, God willing. Nah, I love it, man. I love to hear that. And even just to go into that a little bit more to think when you said like 21 feeling old, like, I can so relate to that because like at Swansea, I thought, bro, I'm getting old. I've not played yet. I've not played mm. professional. Like I need to, I need to play. Like I'm 21. I'm still playing in the youth teams and that. And I'm thinking I've made my debut. Like I need to play every week. And mm. now I'm thinking like, and at the time, like looking back now, I'm thinking, yeah, that was young, man. Why, why was I even thinking like that? But obviously, but obviously, like when you're in that situation, it's hard, right? So, what would you advise, like somebody that is going through that phase right now? Take time, man. Don't don't rush. Don't rush things. But I don't know because naturally we're always rushing it. Do you know what it is? When obviously, as as players, we watch a lot of football anyway. So, yeah. come Saturday night, we're watching match of the day and. You're seeing, you're looking at the best players around you who who's playing. You're looking at maybe Rooney. He's playing at 16. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Fabregas yeah. is playing at 16, 17. And do you know what I mean? You're thinking, ah, oh, them man have been playing for like years yeah, and I'm yeah. still not playing. What's going on? Yeah, you, you, you almost, you, you put pressure on yourself, which I think is good. It's healthy. Um, but at the same time, you, you can't rush it, man. There's a process and a career is God willing. I don't know. 15, 
20 years. So yeah. we want everything now in football. Um, but, you know, there's a time, there's a process and things happen when the time's right. Yeah, it's so interesting you say that because it is a process. Like, we always want to rush onto that thing, rush. We need to play now, now, now. Let's even, like, speaking to young players now, it's like, I need to go out on loan. I need to go and play. I need to do this. And it's just like, just embrace the time that you've got right now. You're 17 training with the first team. Like, embrace this time. You'll learn probably more training with them every week than you would on loan sort of thing. So, but it's like, it's also because you're so hungry to go and play and you're comparing yourself to guys like we compare to ourselves as Rooney playing at 16, you know? You're like, mm. it's difficult. But you know what's mad it's about difficult. that? You know what's mad? So loan, loans, I think loans are great if you go to the right club and mm. they play the same sort of philosophy as your club play. I got a story, man. I went on loan to Southend and I went there for six weeks. It was just literally play some games like um I think it was over the winter months so like December come back January and do you know what I mean went yeah, that sort yeah. of time and I went I went from training with the first team day in day out at West Ham and being kind of like like I could play I was I was in and amongst I could play no problem and we used to play in tight areas and then went from doing that to playing keep balls in like half a pitch and all in. All in. So it was it was fine. It was all in. It was keep ball. You have a little run with the ball, whatever. It was fine. Six weeks on now, I'll go back to West Ham, bruv. <laughs> we go back to tight areas. Oh, my days, bruv. I was the worst player. It kind of like I was, I was on trial or something, you know? <laughs> bruv, I, couldn't pass, I couldn't pass a ball from A to B, bruv. I think that there was more looking at me like, Wow, what's going on with him? Like, what's up? Worse? He's gone worse. What's going on? Obviously, it takes some time to adapt, and I think the players are talking amongst themselves. Like, no, he's just been on loan. He needs to go back out on loan. Do you know what I mean? But at the same time, man, you you, you build yourself back up and go. But I I say that to say this: loans are important, but you have to go to the right places, man, because it can mess you up. I can relate so much to this. I went to Northampton on loan, and. In that period, we, it was the exact same. The keep ball was like massive. You're coming from Swansea, playing like, you, I was at United and then I moved to Swansea and everything's with the ball. Like tight areas, Loudrup was the gaffer. He was joining in and showing us how it was done as well. But mm. it was just mad. It was like short passes. Then I go to, then I go to Northampton and it's like massive areas. <laughs> I was like, oh my days. Like people are having 1v1s in areas. <laughs> yeah, trust me on a keep ball, you know what I mean? Yeah, no one-two-touch. One touch, no, no one-two's about. But like, even coming back to Swansea, like, even I remember the coaches saying to me, like, we need to, we need to, we need to be careful where we send our players on loan now because obviously, my I was like the example of that. You know, like I wasn't. I came back not in the like worse, like you said, not not that I was worse, but like I wasn't really up to it anymore. I wasn't really mm. up to the standard when, from when I left. When actually on loan, you have to come back better. You have to come yeah, back yeah. in a way yeah. more experienced or even though it was a massive life experience from the outside, but still loans, like you said, is such a vital part of our careers because it does shape us. Like I was even speaking to one of the boys where he was like, he's trying to force out a loan and, and he's at City right now. And he's in a situation where he's training with the first team, he's playing with the first team, but he wants to go and play. He wants to go and play first team football. But I said, you're coming to the end of your career You've got to be careful where, uh, not your career, at end of your contract. If you go out on loan for, it was in January at the time. If you go out on loan in January right now and go, go, go to League Two, for example, if you don't play in well or play 
play good in them six months, like what's lower than League Two? You go into you go into National League, you know, because mm. because obviously you're not classed as a Man City player anymore. You're classed as a League Two because your contract's running out, you know. So it's certain things like that that players also have to be careful with of what, where they go and when they go, because it's so important to you know. It's a massive, it's a massive thing in, in your career. Loans are massive, like you said. Mm. Especially, especially a club like Man City, man. If you're training with that first team, that's better than exactly. most people's first team. So exactly, big, exactly. Big but, step down. But just looking looking at your time at West Ham, right? What do you feel like obviously that you, you you're going through all the age groups, like you're playing with some class players, you know, you're coming out, you're coming with some real good players in your time. Like what do you think separated you? From the rest of the guys that got that you that made you get into that first team at such a young age, um, I think probably mindset, man, mm. mindset. Because I think I don't know. I, I was raised in an estate, same as like all my friends and that. So we obviously used to play football and we used to do one v ones. Games were physical. Um, and you have to kind of like look after yourself, not like tackles, like smashing people, but you have to be able to look after yourself. And in certain situations, you have to kind of like rise, like I'll show you kind of mentality. Mm. Whereas I think a lot of the boys, they was good, but I just don't think they had um, the heart. Like they'll have a setback and then they'll go into their shell or that was them. Do you know what I mean? Where I think I'm used to kind of fighting for things and, wanting to get a certain place and being prepared to do whatever it takes to get there. But also, I think I played football like day in, day out from morning till night, just in a cage in the estate with my friends. So I think where other kids might have been doing like something nice on the weekend with their family or they've got this distraction, that distraction, I didn't have any of that. So my thing was just football. And I think all those hours and hours and hours of practice where maybe other kids were doing something different, I think um, in the long run, sort of like paid me back. Yeah, because, you know, we know what's so interesting about that. Like, obviously, it gets to a point where at West Ham, everybody's good. You know, everybody has talent. And it's like you said, like how you said your mindset was the, the cutting edge, like your experiences off the pitch and your experiences, what you what you what you wanted, you kind of achieved. Like, how do you how, how would you advise somebody that is going in that st- stage right now in the academy that wants to go and thrive to be in that first team, like what would you advise them? Keep working, man. Like working, whatever. The, so just say like you touched on academy. I don't know. Academies train maybe twice, maybe three times a week um, for an hour and a half to two hours. Maybe that's not enough. If you want to play, if you want to like, go through the stages, make your debut and stay in that team. That's not enough. Like you need to be doing those sessions. But when you go home, you still need to be playing with your mates and stuff like that. I know now it's all like, oh, you can't, you're contracted. So you can't, you can't do that. Stay away from there. Do you know what I mean? Well, mm. when I was growing up, we didn't really have that, man. It was play with your friends for as long as you can. Like we would literally play a match for West Ham on a sat- academy to play Saturday, I think. Saturday or Sunday, whatever. Mm-hmm. You literally park the car. As soon as your car's parked, you're changing your clothes, you're back to the cage to play with your friends. Do you know what I mean? There was no such thing as too much. No you stiffness, play. no protein. Yeah, no stiffness. You bounce up the next day, you go again. Now the stiffness creeping in, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but yeah, you just, you just played, man, all day. You played. 
No, it's interesting. It's it's true. Like even like I've got so many stories from from back then where you just like like you said like after the game on a Sunday or a Saturday, you know, you're going back to your boys and you're playing again. You yeah. know, you're just back back at it again. But now, but now making your debut at such a young age was how did you how was that transition from youth team football to to suddenly now being in the first team, being with these, let's say, big characters at the time? Like how did you manage that jump? Um, I've, I didn't find to be honest yeah I didn't find it too difficult mm. I found it okay because I kind of knew you know certain times like when you're playing in the resis and that before you get there um, you could like if you go on a run and then the other team counters attacks you can like you stride back but you don't sprint back you know what mm-hmm. I mean in mm. the first team you just knew you have to you have to do the run. Like it wasn't a case of if or when. You have to do the run. So mm. I kind of got the off the ball side things right. So I knew where I had to be in my shape. I knew I had to run up. I knew I had to work hard. I knew I had to do all that. And then I've always been like decent with the ball anyway. So mm. I could kind of just play like that. Um, so I, I didn't find it too hard. And in regards of like age for debut, as I said before, I didn't consider myself young. I thought I was older than I was. Looking back mm. on it, I was a baby. But at the time, I didn't consider myself young. I considered myself as like I'm supposed to be here playing now. Yeah. No, that's so, it's interesting you say that because I can completely relate to that. You know, you can so, I can so relate to that. And even with my time at Swansea, like I felt like I was ready at straight away. <laughs> you know, I felt like I was ready straight away at 18. I yeah. was like, I'm ready to go and play now. Naif, you're ready to go and cop bench because I'm looking to play. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. I, that's literally how I felt. But obviously you're still young. There's still a lot to learn, but it sounds like you really had that natural understanding of the game from young you know like you said that tracking back that work ethic that that understanding of the game where in certain areas you knew where to run you knew where to go you know like some people it takes more time it takes more time for for them to to understand their role in the team but even so just to go on from there you know now you now you're at Bournemouth you know you guys have you guys are now relegated as well and something that caught my eye from you was how determined and confident you still were when you're going through this low time, you know, you were still scoring goals, you were assisting when the team like seemed so unconfident, you know, like how did you stay confident and motivated through that time? You know what? It's my faith side of things because, and I touch on it because um, like, like you say, we were, we was relegated, but I was going in, we got relegated, sorry, but I was going into games just thinking, um, just do the best you can. Like Mm. ultimately, God's will be done. Like, it's not, you can't change anything. It is what it is, or it will be what it's going to be. But whilst you're still there, play the best you can, try and help your team uh, the best you can and and keep going. Like, even we was going, you know, when the season's kind of winding down and you're like, wow, oh, we're running out of games here. Like, it's going to be difficult. Um, we, we had a game, we played Southampton, and it was kind of like, you have to win this game, yeah. And we all went into that game knowing we're going to win it. Like, no questions. Like, we have to win the game and we're going to win the game. Absolute worst case, like, unthinkable, we're going to draw it. We ended up losing the game, bro. 2-0. We had chances. We missed chances. We ended up losing the game. And then, like, coming back after that, people was a little bit down. But I was just thinking, like, it is what it is. 
once you come home from that, like the game's gone. You can't change it. Focus on the next one. And then it comes to times where it's now out of your hands. Like you need the team to do you a favour and this and that. And things were still slightly going our way in terms of those results. I'm thinking like God's got a big plan for us here, boy. Last day we're going to climb out. It's going to be all good. Didn't work out like that. We ended up obviously going down. But even straight after that game, because I've already processed these things in my mind, not getting relegated, obviously doing everything we can to, to, to stay up. But when I look at the situation and it's like, God's will be done. Mm. The only thing you can do is the best you can do. The rest of it is in God's hands. And if you have that faith and that kind of belief, all pressure is off. Now, if you're going into games and you're having a nightmare and you're yeah. playing really bad and then you think God's will be done, that's a bit different because you're still not, you still don't feel good in your heart. But if you're kind of st still performing, but things ain't going well, then it's out of your hands, man. It's in, it's his plan. You've got a plan for your life and, and whatever, like I say, whatever it is, it is. Nice. No, it's, it's amazing what you just said, like even just how you said, like about how you mentioned your faith, how you mentioned God. And, you know, like for me, like obviously God's will will be done. You know, like God is, is massive in my life as well. And it's, he's the, he's the answer for everything. You know, he's our creator. But with that being said, like, how did you discover your relationship with God? I always had it from my mum. So when I was young, uh, it was just basically me and my mum. I've got two brothers and obviously my dad as well. Mm. Um, but it was mainly me and my mum. So my mum used to like read to me. She always used to plant the seeds and kind of brought me up um, like that. But it's only really since the lockdown that I've really gone mad on it. Not mad, don't get me wrong, but I'm reading most days and I'm just like taking it on for myself now. Mm. And obviously coming out the back of lockdown, I think it's, it's helped me in my football to just be more, I've always kind of been relaxed on the pitch. Like I'm not flustered ever, but it's kind of, so you lose, a, I would before maybe lose a game or not play so well and bring it home. You know what I mean? Mm. The kids want to play. I'm not necessarily wanting yeah. to play. Now, yeah, uh, but now it's kind of like game's done. You didn't win. There's money. You know what I mean? No, like, it is what it is get on with it kind of thing whereas that's helped me recently but before i would bring it home and it would be tough that's amazing man like like we all have it you know we all go through that stage where we're looking at it, our life and we're thinking why am i so angry like how can how, i can't just keep coming home to the people that i love in this bad mood like exactly. I used to, I remember like even with, with my fiance, like she would be scared to say certain things. She would be scared to even suggest something because I'd be yeah, like, because yeah. the way I might have acted. And it's just that like, w it brings back to me where it, like it, for me right now, where I'm like, we're way more than just footballers. You know, you're a dad as well. Like you've got to also be the best dad, not just the best mm. footballer. You know, yeah. you've got to be the best partner. Like how could, you can't let, one circumstance define your whole life like you can't let football define who you are and that's what's so but that's what's so hard in this industry because we base our whole success of life on our career with all the ups and downs with what it brings that like we just define it as our career so if if our, li our life could be going smooth like we could be married children but if football's not going bad our life's bad 
That's it, hundred percent. And it's so difficult to get out of that. And it's and how you said faith has kind of helped you through that. Like, what would you? How would you advise somebody that is looking into faith but is not really there yet? Um, again, I think it's a process. It's a little bit more different with faith though, because um, like we know you could die at any point. I don't want to go deep, but you can we can die at any point. So there's not really time necessarily. We don't like you kind of. I would advise anyone to get into it as quickly as possible because you you really need to know the truth. I know for people who's listening, might ah oh, that's a bit deep, but me and you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? So anyone, yeah, that that wants to get into it, I think it can help you in all situations of your life, not just football, obviously, but I think it can definitely help you in your football as well. No, definitely. it's so it's so true what you said. Like one day, this life is going to be finished. Done. This life is over, bro. This life is done. Like, you can just, right now, done. And that's why we have to realize that why we're on this earth. We got to ask ourselves the question because otherwise life will make us ask the questions. Like, what, yeah. are you going to start to do it when you've lost the arm or are you going to start to do it when you lost your relationship or are you going to start doing it when things are rock bottom? Like, start looking at these things from now so you can also, like, you know, grow as a person. Like, I'm all about growth, man. I want to mm. grow and be the best version of myself. And I just feel like, I just want to encourage anybody that is listening to this, any footballer that is listening to this, to understand that this life is precious that we live and, and it can be taken away and you've got to know the truth. You've got to know the truth of, of what it is. A hundred percent agree with you. I think the, the thing is, um, what I've learned is like most people that don't necessarily know God, um, I just think it's it's because life, like things that people are too busy. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I've got this to do, I've got that to do. And like you say, if you lose an arm or whatever, then people kind of like sit up and think, wow, like life is fragile. But before that, we kind of in our own bubble, just going through it. But yeah, man, it's really, it's really important because this life is very fragile. Man. Very. Yeah, it's so true, bro. It's really so true. It's fragile and it can be taken away at any minute. But you know what? So like, even just to go back into what you just said, like as a winger, we need confidence, right? And I can relate to you with that. And you need to keep getting on the ball. If you lose the ball, you need to keep getting at your man. And I see that in you, you know, you just keep going. Like even if you lose the ball a couple of times, like you still keep going and still stay confident when you're losing the ball two, three times. But I know how hard it is. Sometimes I'm feeling now, nah, to be fair, I can't get past him right now. Or I, 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 actually, I actually don't want it right now. I'm just going to pass it back. Or yeah, go the other side. You know, how do you still keep yourself like so confident in this? No, nah, that's football, man. I have that as well, bro. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone go, has been through their entire career, unless they're lying to you. And that would say like, yeah. today was a difficult one. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not just like that. I've had, I, so like I'll take you back when we went to Burnley. Uh, when I went to Burnley, um, I was there for three seasons. First season we got promoted, so I went out with Burnley. But and they offered me a new deal, science day, play, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, like the philosophy wasn't really, it didn't help my game. Um, mm. So even though we just got promoted and Bournemouth was still in the championship, I went and signed again for Eddie Howe, who was in the championship. Because that was kind of like more my style of play and stuff. And the first year when we was in a championship, I was horrendous. It was the worst year I've had in my career by a landslide. I started games, I weren't playing well. Then I couldn't get in the team. And then I was part of it. I wasn't even in the squad. Mm. And my confidence was the worst. Like literally when I say passing the ball from A to B was a problem. 
Um, so that was difficult, man. But I just worked hard. I just kept going. Um, we got promoted that season. Um, obviously, so now we're in the Prem. Um, played well throughout whole of pre-season. Was top scorer. And then the first 10 games of the Premier League, I still didn't play. I didn't play because Gaffer was showing faith to the lads that had kind of got up. But I kept going. And then I started playing. And then I became more of a regular. Um, so it's not like... Uh, do you know what I mean? You kind of no, have to I hear keep you, going. I hear you. It's not just like you're going to go out you, there and you're going to be skinning everyone left, right and centre and life mm -hmm. is good. Like You're still going to have those times where football is difficult and everything ain't rosy. But mm -hmm. as long as you keep plugging away, man, and believe in yourself, then ultimately it will come good for sure. Yeah, like even just to go into that a little bit, you know, not being in the squad, being top goal scorer in the Premier League, like you're letting your feet do the talking, you're doing everything right, but you're still not getting the reward of playing. You know, how are you, how are you handling that? Like how are you continuing to, to show up each and every single day? Like, is there something that you do or is there something that you think that you would advise other players to start doing? Just before we move further into this episode, I want to ask you, do you feel like you are currently getting the most out of your life? I'm not just talking on the pitch here. I believe that life is all about growing in all areas. And to guide you in your growth, I've developed the On The Ball Mindset Planner. A planner to support athletes in finding out who they really are beyond the pitch. This planner will get you thinking ahead while staying in the present. By its life assessments, daily goal settings and journal prompts and so much more. To get yours now, go to ontheballmindset.com. The content in this planner really did change my life and my hope is that it changes yours too. Hopefully, whoever it is will have a, a good relationship with a manager where you can actually have a conversation about it. Not an argument. I wouldn't advise having an argument because that's the downward spiral, but a positive conversation to see where you are, what's required of you and what you need to do to play. I thankfully had that with my manager. I worked with him for like eight years now. So I know him well, he knows me well and we can have those sort of conversations. It's a little bit more difficult when you maybe don't have that relationship with a manager or you're a young kid who, who wants to play. It's difficult for a young boy to knock on the manager's door and say, mm. why am I playing? And he hasn't got 100 games behind him to say, look, this is what I can do. Those are difficult ones. But if you've got a manager that listens to you, then you can have a conversation, man, for sure. Yeah, no, that's so important to, to build that relationship. That's what I kind of started with that late. I used to knock on and start arguing and start, start so doing that. That's what I'm thing. saying. It's best that you just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Have a conversation rather than an argument because the argument, no one gets what they want. A conversation, you can kind of make strides towards where you want to be. Yeah, like I can just remember knocking on the door and, and I, went to, I went to the cafe and I was like, why am I not playing? Straight away. I didn't even let him, I didn't even let him sit down. He was still stood up and I opened the door and I was like, why am I not playing, man? And straight yeah. away I was on it, like I was on attack. And that's such a wrong way to go about these things because at the end of the day, he, when, we're all men. Like we're all men. We, we all have emotions. We all have feelings and we all, we're all here to do the best that we can. You know, even the gaffer, like you might hate him, but he's still doing the best that he can with the resources that he has. He still wants to win at the end of the day. But to get yourself, like you said, like you have to really, really speak to him on a level where you're actually mm. getting the answers. Because I've also been there when I've gone into a meeting trying to get an answer when I've not even got the answer. Come out with more questions. Yeah, I've come out with more questions, you know, like, <laughs> 
in the night, and then you're thinking, oh, I need to go back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to oh, go why back in. Why did I say that? I had that on my mind. Why didn't I say that? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but, yeah. but, but talk, talk to me about your experience, man. What, what was your experience with that? Um, again, man, I think it's the same as most people, especially I think when you get a little bit mature, you can have, like you said, we're all men, so you can have a conversation and you can you can get out of it. Even if you don't get the, right, you're going to play next week, which we never come out and hear you're playing next week. But you can kind of get on a level where, all right, I know I'm working towards this. And then all the little anger and conversations you had with yourself leaves and all of a sudden your training's more free and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. when I was younger, it was the same. Like, why am I playing? I'm better than him. I don't, I can't, you see that. So, so why am I playing? This time the team's winning week in, week out. So it's clear why you're not playing. But that's what I mean. As footballers, we're selfish as well. All we care about is us. We don't care about the team. Like, even you lose a game, but you've played really well in the game. You scored two goals or whatever. You come off the pitch, all right. You come off the pitch, all right, even if you lost. Do you know what I mean? We're kind of selfish. But it, it takes a little bit of maturity and learning and, and understanding football, really, um, to get out of it what you need to. Was there, was there a specific moment for you when you started to, to realise that? Or was it like a process like, you, like we discussed? Because it's so interesting you said that because we're so quick, you know, to, to think certain things and to say certain things and to be so selfish and only think about ourselves. Like, was it a process for you or was there a specific moment? I think it's a, bit, I think it's a process, but I always... I think I'm, I've always, always considered myself like slightly switched on because mm. that season I was talking about in the championship when I was horrendous, yeah. I knew I wasn't in a position to knock the manager's door and say, why am I playing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think you have to have a sense of reality, a realness with yourself as yeah. well. But then the difficult part is when you know, when you're training well day in, day out, and then you're performing well in pre-season friendlies, et cetera, you're scoring goals, and then you're still not in the team. That's the difficult one. Because mm. now you're doing everything and you're still not playing. So I think that's when you need to have the conversation. If you're not training well and you're not playing well, then you can't, can't you don't really have a leg to stand on. You can't go and see the guy why not playing because you've been rubbish in training <laughs> and you can't hit barn door. That's why you ain't playing. That's that's yeah. the realness of it. But you have to some people what I find they're not real enough with themselves. They're kind of like I don't know the people they have around them or, or whatever. Me also, my friends are very real. So like I say, I'm from an estate. So if I haven't played well and I come off the pitch and they'll, they'll be like, hey, you weren't at your best today, man. What's going on? Et cetera, et cetera. They ain't like, oh man, you should have played or you've done well, man. They'll, they'll tell you you weren't good enough today, man. Or this player was better than you. Do you know what I mean? So I think as long as you have real people around you as well, that's helpful. Nah, that's big that you've got to have the right people around you, you know, like, like they say, like you're the average of the five people that you surround yourself with the most. So the, the quickest way to assess your life is to look at the people around you and think, oh, to be fair, that, that's, that's actually me. So it's so important who you actually surround yourself with and how, what advice you're getting from certain people and how it's making you a better person. Cause you see it all the time, like footballers being with the wrong people, being with the wrong crowd and going the wrong way and not getting the best out of their career and getting the best out of their talent that they've actually been blessed with, you mm. know, but just to go into the outside of football, you know, I like to talk about um, the life outside of football. Cause obviously as a footballer, we sometimes forget that there's also a life outside of football, you know, like we also <laughs> get challenged by certain things and 
with things going on. And sometimes we don't speak about them or feel like we can't speak about them because of the football world and the world that we live in. But with that being said, what do you feel is your biggest challenge that you've had to overcome off the pitch? I've had a few, man. I've had a few. I think um, sort of when I was younger and I was at West Ham, um, made my debut and sort of stuff like that, I was still in the estate. Mm. So the estate was still a part of me. I still had, still around things I shouldn't have been around. So I, I knew I had to kind of, not distant myself because I still got the same friends, but just not be around certain things at certain times. Um, but also having the friends that's good enough to say I can't be around this right now as well. Cause I think that's also equally as important people who's looking out for your best interests. Um, so in the earlier stages, I'd say that, and then moving on, I think probably family life, man like trying to be a good partner, dads, that side, that don't really come that natural to me. Like I'm unbelievable with everyone else's kids, but with my own, my fuse is short, man. Patience, I, I need patience for certain things because I can snap, you know what I mean? So it's trying to learn that as I'm going because it's not the most natural thing. So that's been a challenge, man, but God willing, this it's one in progress. I'll get there soon. Nah, it's so it's 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 mad you said that about about the children side of things because you know people look at it from the outside like I don't have children yet and I'm looking at oh it's easy man you know like it's easy to oh it's just a, it's just a kid like had I see my brother grow up you know but it's yeah, yeah. so different when it's your own like it's your own responsibility like that is your responsibility and that's what you're, you're, it, it, yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle yeah. switch. Like it's a whole switch yeah. in the brain, and I didn't. I I've not even accepted it yet because obviously I don't have a child. But yeah, now take your time, speaking. bro. Take your time. Because <laughs> like, yeah, you're right, man. When you're playing with your friends' kids or whatever, it's, it's easy, man. You play, you enjoy yourself, you give them back. <laughs> when it's yours, you ain't giving them back. They're overnight. They're crying and they're they're doing a madness when you're taking them out when they're young. And now they're blessed. They're eight. They're big they kind of take care of themselves, you know what I mean? But um, it, it was more the younger stages that I struggled with a bit, the patient side of things. Mm-hmm. There's that side of it, like even you just speaking on it, like it's something that we don't really speak about, you know, it's something that we don't really share. You know, these things, like they also can affect our football. It can affect how we show up in football, the lack of sleep, the lack of like, now it's my responsibility. Now it's like, if I'm not playing, like how am I going to look after little man you know like it's these sort of extra pressures that come into our lives that we're like oh my days like this is not just for me I'm doing it for these people as well like was there ever a time where you thought oh my days that how am I gonna no not really not Uh really you kind of just yeah you you kind of just get on with it but I'd say for example the other night you know we we obviously had the meeting and we was talking about date night and for listening God and that yeah and I was saying so Mrs. Mum was down um, so we had an opportunity to go out for dinner. Now, imagine I said, oh, actually, I got this meeting and I can't come. Do you know what I mean? That's a rare opportunity. So you really yeah. have to take um, take your chances when you can because just the, the thing, so for you and you and the missus now, you want to go out for food, you go out for food. You want to go cinema, you go to cinema, all of that. Now, obviously, because you're away from home and your friends and family put a child in that situation, all of a sudden you ain't going to cinema when you want, you ain't going for food when you want. So the normal freedom that you, that you would normally have, all of a sudden you're in a bit of a bubble. Um, 
So I think, obviously, for, for any players out there, if you've got your friends and family around, then that's a bonus. That's a blessing. Like, take advantage of that because when we had ours, I think we had ours on, like, Saturday and I moved to Burnley on the, on the Tuesday. So I was living in Manchester for three years. Um, Mrs. was great, done, done everything. But those times, those little, little things you take for granted, the guy in cinema and all that, those are... Rare moments now. Nah, I hear you, man. I'm gonna have to slow down, man. I'm gonna have to <laughs> chill. Take time. <laughs> Take time. Yeah, man. But just to go into like, as a footballer, you know, we have a we have a certain image, and people and teammates might look at us and see us to be a certain way. But who is the real junior? Old man, bro. <laughs> Chilling out. As long as I can chill out, I'm good. You won't see me out everywhere all the time. Like I know for a lot of the younger boys um, out clubs and this and that, like for me, a nice weekend away from football is mm-hmm. if I'm not going for food uh, with the family, it's food with my friends. After that restaurant's done, I'm going to bed. That's me. <laughs> like the, the nightclubs and that, I'm too old for that stuff now, man. So just chilled out, really chilled out, man. Even playing computer and stuff like that, I still get that side of it in, but... Not much, man. Not much, old man. Uh, no, that's so interesting, man. I, to be honest, I like I like the good night out, man. I like to just, you know, get my head switched off for a minute. And I'm that guy. I'm that guy. You know what I realized about myself, Junior? That if I go out for a meal, and the boys are like, "Oh, let's go and do this," I I don't like being the guy that's the 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 killjoy. You know, I don't like to be the guy that's like, "All right, boys, I'm going home." You know, all right, yeah, you guys go, I'm going home. And I find that so hard, like, and I can Im- imagine people also, like, in that situation, find it difficult to, to, to not do certain things that they actually don't want to do. You know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But I remember what you said, you'd average your five friends, bro. Nah. So if I've got five granddads, we're all good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no, I hear you, bro. I hear you. No, but we, I, I've done that. I've done that, though, man. I've been, and, and I, I didn't go home after, you know what I mean? You had food, and then I was out with the boys at, like, 22, 23, 24. But now, like, I really, like, I've last, probably last time I went to a nightclub, I felt like an old person in there. Mm. It's like children in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So now, like a nice bit of food, bro, a glass of red, and I'm home, and I'm I good you, with bro. that. I'm good with I that. Hear you. I fully hear you with that. Like that's what, to be honest, that that that's what I'm on right now, man. Like I'm out here with my fiance, and even just to have when we have a couple of days off, it's like, oh, where can we go? Like, can we go mm. and visit somewhere? Can we go and see something? Like last couple of days off, we went to Milan. Like, it's just them little trips that you can take rather than just going, oh, I'm going out tonight. You know, like, yeah. I've got a weekend off, I'm going out. You know, yeah, I'd, ra- yeah. I'd rather now spend it, spend time with the, the family sort of thing and maybe go somewhere and see the world and see, see what, what else we can go and visit. Mm. But, bro, looking back at your career, is there anything that you would have, I don't like to say done differently, but with everything that you know now and the person you are today, like, what would you tell your younger self? What a question. What a question. Um, I don't know, you know. I'm kind of not happy of how it went because like, when you're younger, you dream about playing for the biggest and best clubs. Do you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, I've, 
I'm not unhappy. So I don't think things have gone badly. The only thing I regret a little bit, and regret's a strong word because I'm not in control of it, is injuries. I've had quite a lot of injuries <clears throat> and quite a lot of long-term ones that's kept me out, which has kept me off the pitch, which has kept me from doing what I know I can do. Um, but again, that's kind of out of my control. So whilst I've been playing, um, I'm kind of I'm kind of happy with it, man. No, I hear you on that, man. And I heard that you, you know, you mentioned the injuries. Like, there's so many players out there, you know, that I'm I'm blessed. Like, thank God, like I've not really had a severe injury like that. I've had a little twist of the ankle here and there. I've had a little Oscar Slatters, but it's not really been like to, to severe where I'm out for, for months or, or stuff like that. And there's so many players out there that are actually facing these in- injuries and, and going through these things in their career. Like, how did you manage that, bro? Like seeing everybody progress and seeing everybody play and you're just like, oh, my days, I can't even, can't even get out there. Yeah, it's tough, man. Especially, the, you know, the gym. Well, the gym that we have, <clears throat> you can kind of see the training pitch. So when you're seeing everyone, and obviously when, when it's a new thing and you've got two weeks in, three weeks in, it's like, yeah, all right. But then when you're like six months in, you're like, nah, this is long, man. I need to get out there. So mentally it's challenging. But you know what? I, I didn't really have any any big injuries. Even when when I was 25, man, they started coming about 27, 28. Mm. So God willing, that don't happen for you, man. I'm sure you'll be fine. But it's challenging, but... I just, it was never a thing where even people said to me, like, how, how did you keep going? Like, was it difficult? Did you ever think about stopping? No, that's the only thing I know. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know before we was touching on more than, more than footballers, but at the same time, in terms of career, like, this is the only thing I know. So it didn't even cross my mind once. No, so that's really true what you just said. And I was literally speaking to one, one a player the other day and we were speaking about, I told him that, listen, bro, if this is a want for you, it's not enough. This mm. has got to be a must. Like, it mm. can't be like, oh, it'd be nice to be a professional. Or it'd be nice to play in the first team. This is like, nah, this is a must. And I mm. hear from you, it was a must, right? Mm. This is like, there's no other way about it. Like, I'm going to be a professional footballer regardless. Like, even if, like, n- there's no doubt that I'm going to be a professional footballer. That wasn't even a thought in your mind, even when you're at the lowest part. Even when I got told, that I wasn't going to be getting a new contract at Manchester United, for example. Like, in my mind, I was like, I'm still going to be a professional footballer, but seeing some of the boys get released, they're not playing now. Mm. You know, like, and that's just the sort of thing that, the example that I like to give, like, we've got, it's got to be a must. It's got to be, got to be like, I have to do it. It's not like I want to, it's I have to. You know, and I see that so much in you, bro. Like, that's why, obviously, looking at your career now, why you achieve what you achieve. Like, your career, look, it's amazing, bro. It's amazing. Because people, people take, people is a, I can take it, I can leave it. Do you know what I mean? I can take it, I can leave But it's not that, because like I was saying before, like, when you finish playing for whatever team it is, you then go and play again. Why not? Because you need to be working hard. Because you love it. You want to be playing. Do you know what I mean? The more, if you... If I told you you can't, I don't know, someone likes going to nightclubs or going this and that, I could say you never, you can't go to a nightclub again. You'd be fuming. You love going. If it's football and you love playing it, you want to play it more. You want to do it more. And that's what I think. I I said to to one of my sons now, um, like, you played football or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I've played. But not because he must go out and he must work hard to achieve what he wants to achieve. But especially at these young ages, you just play it because you love it. Yeah. All the hard work and stuff comes when 
you get older and you start understanding it more. For now, it's fun. And even when we play, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. It's like fun. you twist someone up or you score a goal, you love it. Like you enjoy the feeling. Yeah. Not because yeah. you worked hard, but because it was good. You enjoyed it. Yeah, it's so true. Like, but it, got also, it also gets to a point, Junior, you know, where in your career, like you start to fall out of love with football. You start to like, you see, you speak, you speak to so many players that are like, oh, I don't really love football anymore. Or I don't, I've lost the love for the game, like the politics, this and the stuff out of your control. You know, like, how do you, how do you feel about that side of things? Like when people say like, you know, I, I fell out of love with it. You know, you hear it in the change room all the time. I don't really love it anymore. Like stuff like that. I don't understand it, to be honest. Mm. I can't, I can't. I don't feel like qualified to give an opinion on that because I don't, I don't know the next man's mind. For me, that was never a thing. Like I never fell out of love with it. I had difficult times within it where it was like, ah, oh, this is tough, man. Like, where's this going? But never fallen out of love with it. Like I knew it was just like a form thing. Like you're not playing the best right now, but you're good. So it's going to come for you. So that was my sort of thing. When I hear people say like, I don't really like it. I'm kind of just now playing for money and this, that, and that. I don't really yeah. understand it. That's not even... The thing, even the thing with that, so you work hard, you play, you train, you have a good season or whatever, you sign a new contract. It's not... When you when you sign, you know, people coming in and things like that, talking about money, this, money, that. When you're not playing or you're sat on the bench, you ain't thinking, oh, at least I have this. Like, you know what I mean? You want to play. You don't care. Once the contract is signed, it's signed. You just want to play football. And that's it. And it's something that I discuss with people so much. It's like, nah, but if I was if I was on a hundred grand grand a week, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be asked. Yeah. You know, like I wouldn't I wouldn't care. Like that's that's people's mindset. But the feeling doesn't change. Whatever level you're at, the feeling of not playing, that is the exact same feeling. So if you're playing at Bournemouth, if you're not playing at Bournemouth and someone is not playing at um in League Two at Leighton Orient or something, just to just to give a name. Like the exact same feeling is happening, yeah, you know, but people get it twisted where it's like, oh, no, nah, if I had that money, then, then I wouldn't feel what I'm feeling. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. It, it, it's so true. And that's what, when you just said that, like, that's what came to mind. And, and it's so true with what you said, man. It's so true. But Junior, man, I appreciate your time so much. Um, time, thank, you for, thank you for thank you for coming on and sharing your story sharing what the, the things i told you guys like he's got a big heart man and i appreciate your time and uh, thanks for sharing what you shared bro yo it's kenji i hope you enjoyed this episode and as always i want to keep this conversation going so please send me a dm on instagram with any thoughts takeaways and any questions <laughs>